everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, What If. I'm Shivani. I'm Crouchy. And I'm Ashley. So today we'll be talking about um, what if social media did not exist. All right. So um, Crouchy, do you want to start us off? So there are two sides of social media. There's like the good things, there are the bad things. So let's start by talking about the good things about social media. I think one of the main things is, you know, all three of us are in rotations in different parts of Florida. So I think social media has been really helpful for us, for us to keep in touch, see what the other person's doing, you know, send funny Instagram videos to each other. and, you know, kind of lighten each other's moods through different media outlets. Yeah, I can confidently say that um, memes about medical school have kept me going (laughs) through the past few years. Um, And social media has also connected me to my family as well, that I can keep up with them over social media, know what's going on in their lives. And that's really important to me. Um, I definitely agree with you both. I think social media, a big um, part of it is definitely staying connected with um, people you know, friends and family. And I think especially for this past year because of the pandemic and everything crazy going on, it's been especially important just to like see pictures of what everyone has been up to and like little video clips and everything when you can't see everyone and hang out with them like you normally would. So I think it's had that positive impact, at least like in the past year for us. Um, And I think um, yeah, like I think definitely in the past year, social media has definitely become a really important part of our lives, especially because people were afraid to go outside or, you know, hang out in groups because they're all afraid you can get COVID. There wasn't much known about it at that point. There still isn't too much known about it we definitely know a little bit more, but not enough to like kind of eradicate it or anything. So it's, yeah, so it's definitely become a very important part of our life, especially with this interview season. Um, a lot of programs are on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all these different outlets. And you're getting to do like virtual meet and greets with the residents. They're giving you tours on Instagram. You can ask whatever questions you want on there. So I think it's been a great um, outlet to get to know about residency programs and for programs to get to know about you. Yeah, I've done a lot of virtual meet and greets over Facebook Live for programs I've been interested in. And that's been a really good replacement for a lot of the in-person opportunities that have been canceled in the past year and a half, two years almost. And for um, those listening that are not in the medical field or um, applying to residency in medical school, things like that, we're talking about um, interviews for residencies for jobs that we want to get um, as physicians when we graduate next year. So typically the way that um, interviews work would be you get invited to an interview and then you would have to fly out or drive to the location of the uh medical school or hospital that you're trying to interview at. And then it's typically like a one or two night thing that you would have to invest time and money and transportation, hotel stays, things like that. 
Um, so I think it's definitely been a positive impact for us, especially this cycle. And I think last year they were doing a lot of virtual interviews too. So we're able to kind of do like more interviews than I guess other applicants would have been able to do in the past just because of everything I just mentioned regarding like time-wise, financial-wise, and um, just like the practicalities of scheduling everything. So I think that's been helpful and we're able to learn a lot more and see more programs and everything that they have to offer through social media, Zoom, virtual interviews. Anything else you guys want to add? That was like a lot of medical school stuff, but <laughs> I think yeah, I think like beneficial. Yeah, for sure. I think moving away from some of the medical school stuff, social media definitely I think has been a great way to raise money for charities as well, you know, birthday fundraisers, GoFundMe sharing, um, and being able to give back to your community in that way. You know, I moved to a new town kind of randomly over a year ago, and if it weren't for social media, I never would have known about all these things going on in town. I wouldn't have been able to meet people or meet friends, and that and like support the community with all the events going on um but also definitely like in terms of donating to charities I know when I see birthday fundraiser I'll chip in 20 bucks here and there and that's I think that's a really great positive impact we can make through social media and to kind of piggyback on what you said Shivani social media usually is my source of news I remember when I was on Snapchat, CNN, and like all these different news outlets had like their quick like story of the day. So I would definitely like look at those and like, you know, figure out, you know, find out what's going on around the world. And right now I'm on Instagram. So I don't have time to, you, you know, sometimes you don't have time to read the news or like listen to the radio when you're on rotations or what, even whatever you're doing with your life. So like a lot of like the news about, you know, things going around, like with, um, Brian's laundry and like some of the politics and stuff that events that have happened this year like I found out mainly through Instagram and then I'm like oh I'll look it up because I thought it was like interesting or something that I definitely should you know read up on and then I'd educate myself on current events through that yeah I think those are both really good points um fundraising wise I we just had a um big like fundraising gala on zoom that we did for one of uh, like the pre-health programs that I used to volunteer with. And like each year we would typically like rent out like a big event space in like downtown or something and then have everyone come in. We would do a silent auction, have a nice dinner, um, have speakers come in and just talk about the program and thank everyone for coming and just have like a big like one night uh, gala for it every year. But this year it was virtual and I think um, it still got the job done and it like saved on a lot of costs as well. So I think that definitely helped with the fundraising component of it. And then also, um, like you were mentioning Prachi, like similar to learning things and news and updates on social media. I remember on uh, my OBGYN rotation last year, I was on TikTok like a lot, just like after work, like um browsing and then I would always come across this midwife um account and she would always post like helpful tips and um 
different uh, like techniques and things that she would use um, relating to OBGYN. And I learned so much from her. And the first day I remember like my attending like pimped me and the other student on service. And I got the question right because I literally watched like a 10 second like TikTok from her the night before. It was so funny. I was like, she was like, how did you know that afterwards? Like the student asked me and I was like, I literally learned this on TikTok last night. It was so funny. But yeah. That's really funny. That happens to me sometimes. I'll be scrolling through Reddit and I'll see something random and it comes up in in conversation on my rotation and I know the answer and I feel like a genius but really and truly I was just scrolling for hours on on reddit and something just stuck <laughs> I know I know you really never know what you're gonna pick up from there that's not like the expectation or what you thought you were gonna get out from like mindless scrolling but I think you can learn some pretty good stuff online even when you're not trying I think it's nice that you uh you have you follow educational videos on TikTok because my TikTok is literally just family feud, funny moments, and <laughs> blooper reels from friends. So good for you for <laughs> trying to learn things. I think I don't I think I followed her. I mean, I don't know. I think at some point it just kept coming up on my for you page. So I was like, I might as well just follow her or something. I was like, I've watched so many of her videos, I've learned so much. And then once you follow someone like that, of course, like a bunch of other similar accounts and stuff kind of pop up. So it just kind of happens naturally, whether you want it to or not. Speaking of mindless scrolling, let's move on to the cons of social media. <laughs> so I hear, you know, a lot of research has been kind of coming out recently about like how, you know, these 10 second videos have kind of limited our attention span because we're watching 10 seconds moving on to the next video 10 seconds moving on to the next video so I think that's definitely something to consider when we spend you know hours on TikTok Instagram or whatever social media um, platform um, that you know it's going to affect us on our ability to work um, properly. I completely agree the amount of times I think I've only spent maybe 20 minutes on TikTok because it's only they're only 10 second videos and then four hours goes by I've gotten nothing done and then I'm just ready for bed. And then I can't sleep because I spent four hours staring at a screen. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, I think, bad for my, my overall health sometimes. <laughs> no, I agree. I was just thinking about, actually, I think about this all the time. Um, I feel like I already have a pretty low attention span to begin with. And then I like think about before we had smartphones and social media and stuff back like when I was in elementary school, I was like, how did I remember so much stuff? Like how, like I literally just, it was just like pure memorization. I never, I didn't have to like write things down as much. And now I'm setting reminders for things to do in like an hour. Um, so I think a lot of it, or at least some of it has to do with like what we do on social media and how it's kind of um, set up to where everything is in like short little clips or short little slides and things that don't really take up too much time and then you just kind of move on to the next thing. So I don't know. I, I, I really feel like it's kind of impacted me in the way that I like study and pay attention to things. And sometimes I can help it, but sometimes I really can't. Like I have to like just like 
like delete the app or something just to get off of it. Yeah, I've deleted the app from my phone like multiple times throughout the year when I'm like studying for exams or studying for like our boards or even like when I'm like preparing for like a rotation or something, I'll delete the app because it's just too distracting. Another thing I think that we should definitely mention when it comes to like social media is the mental health impact that it has. Um, I think our generation is very unique in that like a lot of the mental health problems that we have, yes, they're like situational or, you know, related to your environment, but a lot of it is affected by social media. And I think it's definitely um, escalated by social media as well. I agree. I remember, I remember when I was planning my wedding and everyone was telling me to go on Instagram to look up wedding ideas. And, and I did that. And Instagram almost ruined my wedding. I didn't want to have a wedding because I was like, this is, this is really overwhelming. I don't want to do any of these things. These don't fit with me, but people were just, you know, telling me, no, you'll find things that you like on Instagram. I got so depressed scrolling through wedding things on Instagram. I almost canceled my wedding multiple times. It was really sad. So I had to just stop, take a break from Instagram. I remember I did have to delete the app and then, you know, focus on me and my husband planning our wedding, how we wanted to plan it, not what this internet world, these strangers, um, how they wanted me to plan my my wedding because it was my day. And, and Instagram really was like, I don't know. I was so convinced that if I didn't have all these things that Instagram was telling me to have, that my wedding wouldn't be worth it or, or things. And that's like kind of sad to think that a bunch of strangers on Instagram that I don't know um, were impacting me in such a negative way. Yeah, no, that that is definitely a big um, con when it comes to social media. And I think like not even from strangers, but like even from our like friends and family, when we see them doing things um, and we feel like we're kind of missing out, if we're like studying or working or something, we're like, oh my gosh, they're out like getting brunch, they're at the beach, they're traveling. It's like, I could be doing that if I like picked another field or something. Um, so I think that kind of comes in waves too. And then, um, like for me last year, I definitely, I think I deleted the whole app. I think I deleted Instagram for a year at least, or I didn't go on for a whole year because I was studying for boards and I would see people that were done and then they were just like traveling or like doing whatever and just like on rotations and just like living their life. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I still studying? And then like they're like going to all these conferences and being so much more productive and I'm like oh my god I can't do this I was like I just have to like delete it and just like reset for a while um so I think that was definitely helpful but I think comparing yourself to others on there is like too easy to do even if you don't realize that you're doing it it just kind of happens subconsciously and when you start sort of noticing that happen um I think it's important to kind of take a break from it just from like, it, I think it's good for your mental health if you just kind of take a step back for a while. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Ashley, because like, even though we're all, you know, pretty like confident, well-educated women, we still fall victims to like finding that, the um, dis creating a distinct line between um, what is reality and what we're seeing on Instagram. You know, a lot of the, you know, influencers, they look like they lead a perfect life, but, you know, I'm sure there's, and some of them are open about sharing the imperfections of their lives and 
and I think for a lot of young girls um, who are going through puberty, you know, this is a rough time. You're seeing all these like people on Instagram who have perfect bodies, perfect skin, perfect face. And then, you know, you're going through puberty where there's so many changes happening in your body. And I'm sure that definitely like affects um, these young girls. I'm so glad I didn't have Instagram and all the social media as I was going through puberty because I knew, I know I would have, this would have like affected me a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah. I've heard a lot of young girls, you know, they have um, like the likes, how many likes that they get kind of impacts their happiness. And, and if they don't get enough likes, they get depressed, they'll delete their post or things like that. And I can't imagine being 15 and my whole day is based off of how many likes I got on my post from last night. Yeah. I agree. I think something that's positive that um, Instagram has been doing at least is like kind of hiding the amount of likes that you get. So instead of saying like 60 likes, it'll say like someone like someone and others liked it. So you don't see like exactly how many people liked it. Um, so I think that's like a little positive step in the right direction regarding that. I noticed that I didn't know why they were doing that. So that's actually really cool that Instagram's doing that. You know, it's nice to see that these platforms are aware of the effect they're having on, you know, young people, older people too. And it's nice to hear, see that they're taking action or some kind of step towards remediating that. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, I think it's a small step, but I think it's, at least a good step in the right direction. Hopefully like some bigger changes can come, um, whatever they are. I am not sure what they would be and how they would implement them, but I think it's nice to know that they're at least aware that um, uh, like likes and things are not everything on social media. Can I just mention something that bothers me about Instagram or like social media in general? It's like, things you need from Amazon you don't really need anything they're just suggestions and like oh it helps this helps you you know take out the corn from the corn cob you can use a knife for that you can use a <laughs> knife for multiple things you can also use a knife to like cut bananas you know cut an avocado even take the pit out you know you don't need a separate um gadget for <laughs> all three different things I just wanted to put that out there <laughs> yeah I hate how I look up like you know pesticides or raid or something random that I need for my apartment and then I just get all these random lawn suggestions to buy like picks for you or whatever I think is pretty obnoxious yeah it's so bad I feel like they're always watching us so I'll like look up a drug or something in clinic and then next thing you know on Facebook I see like a bunch of ads for like rheumatoid arthritis and I'm like oh my god <laughs> not sign up for this that's crazy I think one of the biggest cons also of social media especially in the past year with COVID is the amount of misinformation going out I think that that's really been detrimental to our society recently yeah I saw a quote or a tweet somewhere online that was like at this point misinformation is a public health crisis because honestly it is like there's all these 
crazy people online telling people just like things that they made up in their bedroom and they're just like oh like don't do this because it causes this and it's just like like and then there's vulnerable people that believe them it's so sad it's it's so bad but I mean it happens so something for everyone to be aware of when they go online but still they'll still come into clinic and say oh I read this online I read this on a blog I heard this from my friend and then of course our job is to inform them politely that that's not the case and like this is the science and then at that point whether or not they choose to believe us still kind of up to them but it's hard because they've gone down this like six hour rabbit hole on social media and I only have 20 minutes to try to try to reverse all the all the stuff that they had been listening to so I'm not sure really how much we get through when they come in already um you know believing all this stuff that we learned the complete opposite yeah and like a lot of what we learn is you know backed up by science there's a lot of studies what 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 we say isn't just to say it there's a lot of research and studies that have been done to make what we say very factual and I think people who are reading differing thoughts online they should definitely fact check and see where that um, information is coming from and I think that would really help us with kind of overcoming these fake news and um combating like you know uh, low health literacy because if people are looking into where they're getting information they're learning more than just the information they're trying to find the resource for I'm really glad you brought up the point of health literacy because I've met some very, very well-educated people who are, who still have very poor health literacy, you know? So it's not just if you have a master's in anything or a PhD in, in whatever, that doesn't mean you have the ability to dissect scientific data and really analyze what's being put out into the world. And that was really surprising to me because part of me just assumed that if if I perceive you as having this much like high education, I was just surprised that that the health literacy could still be very poor among those people. So you really can't assume uh, anything about anyone when it comes to healthcare and understanding medicine these days. I agree. I think when we first see a new patient in clinic and we see like uh, their social history where the MA will like type in their occupation or something, we kind of have like preconceived notions of what they may know or like their level of education. But I think going into their room and approaching them um, regarding their health, we can sort of um, talk to them in a level where they'll understand and not feel uh, like talked down to, um, but still inform them in a um, like neutral way of like, this is what's going on. How much do you understand? What questions can I answer for you? Okay, well, I think that's all the time we have to talk about what if there was no social media and the pros and cons of social media. Um, I guess we'll just end on what we hope social media will do in the next few years to kind of be better. I hope that there's more of a mental health focus, trying to help alleviate a lot of the 
mental health issues we're having with social media, especially in the young adult population and the children and adolescents who are growing up in the digital age. And I hope that social media continues to educate people and then that also people continue to question where their facts are coming from. Um, for me, social media has been really good as a way of kind of de-stressing. I really like to cook. So I see a lot of things on my feed about like cooking and stuff. So I regularly try to, you know, make those recipes and stuff. And I hope other people, it does the same for other people as well and continues to for in the future. I think that education is a really big platform that social media can uh, sort of get behind. And I think it's already um, starting in there. So um, I think if used the right way, that it could be a really helpful tool, um, especially um, with some of the topics that we mentioned today regarding like uh, residency applications, things like that. And so doing like, uh, little tutorials, whether it's on like Twitter or on TikTok, just to teach about different topics, I think would be a really good um, area for it to expand to. So um, thank you everyone for listening. And if you have any suggestions or any other perspectives on what we talked about today or what you would like to hear us um, talk about in the future, feel free to email us at the address in our bio. Thanks again for listening.